0: In this episode, I discuss my challenges in talking with, befriending, some public humiliation, and being intimate with women. What's up, everybody? Welcome to my first solo episode of the Relatively Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Lady. Uh, this is my first solo episode, so I'm still figuring out and playing around with it in terms of the frequency and the format. But I'm excited, so let's get right into it. Lady Troubles. Yep. That was one of my nicknames in high school, not the good kind of nicknames. It's it started because, as you could guess, I was weird and awkward and uncomfortably shy with women. I perhaps overplayed the nice guy card because I thought being nice was something unique. No, I was just afraid to voice my real opinions and feelings for them, stand up for myself in terms of not overdoing favors. Um. And I didn't really have anything else interesting or uh, anything going for myself. Since at the time, all I did was play video games and play basketball. But let's go back in time a little further since there is more to this. I've always been a sensitive person. Even compared to uh, women who are typically the more sensitive and emotional uh, gender, I'm extremely uh, sensitive. Like, super sensitive. Uh, I still am pretty sensitive to this day. Uh, I used to not understand jokes and sarcasm and teasing. That's still something I'm struggling with and learning with um, and growing to uh, adapt to learning when people are joking and not to take myself so seriously. I cried often and a lot. Like, throughout my whole life. Sometimes I'd even want to cry or feel sad. But my body was like, initiate, cry sequence, waterworks, engage. So sometimes I'd cry out of the blue. I wasn't even upset or afraid or sad or mad. My body was like, you're crying now. I'm like, all right. So I got teased by my mom a lot, who's lovely and sweet and kind, and I love her. But she teased me a lot and joked with me a lot. Again, I don't know what pranks are or what joking is. I don't understand this concept. So that sucked. I would get in fights and be bad at my mom a lot because of this. Uh, We didn't start getting along better until after high school. Because of this reason and, you know, just being a teenage boy, There's some problems. One of the things she would tease me about. Uh, I was the younger of two boys. I have an older brother, Mike, who was on an earlier episode of the podcast. Uh, He's three years older than me. She would tease me about girls. Whether it was playdates or seeing me at school with them or having them over. She teased me about it. And it fucked with me heavy. My dad was never around. He was always at work. So I didn't have another, and I was not very open and talkative with my brother. So I didn't really know how to interact with women or have someone to go to talk to about this sort of thing. So it fucked with me heavy, like I said. There's a few instances I can pick out and recall explicitly. One time in middle school, me and my friends were hanging out at the park, shooting hoops, talking, talking. Pulling around as middle schoolers do. Uh, there's a few guys and a girl. This is our typical friend group. It was not uncommon for us to do this, especially at school. We wanted to like go back to my house, play video games, get a snack, or just hang out inside because it was hot. And I think it was during summer. In um, my house, wasn't that far away. We usually went to someone else's house, but this time, like, oh, yeah, let's go to Matt's house. I was so nervous and so anxious about even asking or telling my mom that my friends were coming over. And one of those friends was a woman. It was a girl. It was middle school. We legit had the girl stay outside my house before. And we went in and talked and hung out for a few minutes. And then I told my mom and asked my mom, uh, Kayla, if you're listening, I'm sorry um since it was such a foreign concept for me to talk about women and girls with my mom and have them over even as friends in a situation like this it was so bizarre like it was actually like groundbreaking and it was just i was nervous and anxious and it was a mess it was a big deal it doesn't sound like it is but it absolutely freaking was I ended up all being fine but it, like i said it was immensely stressful Still in middle school here, we have uh, I have another instance or two I'm going to share with you guys. There's a program called Web, or Welcome Everybody. Eighth graders volunteered to be tour guides for incoming sixth graders. Sounds fine and wholesome and fun, right? Eh. First things first, I'm the realist, but first things first, there's a day-long training for the eighth graders who did volunteered to be a web leader. That was me. I was a part of this group. It was a Friday morning before the school uh, year actually started. Um, And then we would take the sixth graders after like the registration day and then like give them a tour and walk them around campus and talk to them about it, share experiences, how to succeed, what to do, what not to do, and try to like make a connection with them. It was kind of smart by the school. It was like, actually, I think it was pretty good. Um, eighth graders are not these mean, cruel people. Uh, there's all these pe- eighth graders who are these, all comparatively to sixth graders, much bigger, taller, more mature, <laughs> compared from a day one sixth grader from eighth grader. A lot of the time, so it's like they're welcoming in these new kids. So it's like, it was great. Uh, so during that training, that day on that Friday. We went down a bit over the program and purpose and what it entailed and what we had to learn and whatnot. Um, So then we move on and we, the staff member or teacher or whoever was, uh, who was leading this, I honestly don't remember who it was, um, was like, all right, time to break up into teams and pairs. Uh, cool this sounds reasonable like there's so many of us there's no way we had each person was going to lead a group and not a, that group only be two or three people like sixth graders so we partnered up uh two or three people i think for like five eight nine or so sixth graders yeah you're like we could like cat wrangle them like we could manage them and not ha- lose them on the tour the math checks out like it sounds reasonable The staff member splits up the guys and the girls into different sides of the gym. Okay. The girls were to pair up somewhere solo and then draft a boy. We were, they literally drafted and picked boys from across the room in front of everyone. It's like, I pick you to be with me. In front of everyone, the whole gym, all the, all the web leaders and the staff that was there. Let me tell you, this is 10,000 times worse than being picked last in football and basketball, which had happened to me before, uh, during recess. Uh, I was never the fastest. I was sometimes the tallest. Um, but I was coordinated, and I was generally athletic and was decent at sports. So, but I got picked last sometimes and at least in the sport, I could work my butt off, play harder, show off my skills and my talent and like, you know, perform and I have some sense of pride. And next time that we play football or basketball, which is literally sometimes later that day, a different recess or, you know, the next day or the next week, there's no redo of the draft draft. Of guys and girls entering into the eighth grade for web leaders, web leaders, two thousand eight maybe. Like, what the fuck? So the st- whoever the staff member was, or whoever's like plan this was to split them up and do this draft, like that was dumb. And you, yeah, it was an awful idea. Maybe not for everyone, but for me, you'll find out here in a second. I immediately felt embarrassment and nervousness. And shyness set in. It seemed like hours. The draft. It was like it seemed like I was in the green room in the NFL draft. Hours went by, and pick number one, two, three, all the way through thirty-two. Uh, thirty-two picks went by, and I didn't get drafted. Felt like hours, but I think it was like a minute. <laughs> uh, someone's a guy's name again called out another and another. So you guessed it. I was last pick. I wasn't even picked. I was, you're over there with those two. Um, you're over there with those two. God damn. That was that was tragic. Um, so sidebar. This is important for this story and for a later story. I sweat a lot. I just naturally perspire like a lot. Like I wake up sweating i'm walking sweating i'm playing league of legends i'm sweating i'd even start working out yeah i just got to the gym i'm sweating when i was severely underweight i was sweating a lot when i was overweight when i'm in shape it doesn't matter i just like naturally perspire a lot so i was during all this nervousness i was sweating a lot so just keep that in mind like also i need a fan on in the winter kind of sweating like i just i'm always hot like i'm doing this podcast and sweating right now uh so i like just like head down walk over to these two girls i'm not gonna name them but i remember them uh so shout out to you guys for being homies and kind of cool and it was uh it was it was fun it was good being with them like it was really fine time so that sucked. That was, that was tragic. I'm in front of like 40 or 50 of my classmates um, heading into eighth grade year. Sick. No, there's more. Literally the same day. Okay, literally the same day. And fast forward to the end of the day. We go around the school. We learn. We talk. We have different stations. We have lunch, whatever. Different activities for this, this web uh, leader training day. We're back at the gym there's a big circle of guys and girls intermixed uh one by one alternating if we could and that same staff person or teacher or whoever was back in the front leading us through stretches and, like cool down exercises and relaxing stuff you know great awesome self-care stretches chill out love it all for it then she's like bring the circle closer together put your arms out in front of you so close that you could reach the other person in front of you. Mm, okay. The staff person was then like, help the person to your left to relax and rub their shoulders for them. What? Uh-oh. Uh, so I think I had a dude to my left. Um, so that was fine. But the girl to my right... Uh, Funny enough, ended up being pretty decent friends with her throughout high school. So it wasn't that traumatic or a big deal. Um, But anyway, at the time, she said out loud and not like quietly, oh, ew, do I have to? Because she had to rub my shoulders. And if I wasn't already sweating enough and moving around from the whole day, I sweat sweating buckets. I sweat sweating bullets, man. I'm like, everyone else is doing it. Like, everyone else is all good with it. She's like, okay. The staff person was like, switch. So then we turn around and I'm supposed to rub her shoulders now. And she looks back and is like terrified and is like, please don't. And is like, ew. So of course I don't because I don't have consent to touch her and give her a massage. Right? Like, that's reasonable. But everyone in the circle is staring and laughing. Two instances that stand out to me, vivid as bright as day, um, in the same day. And I was in eighth grade. It's like horrible. It's like everyone's horrible during those times. So that sucked like a lot. Random side note I got my first hug, like H U G, hug from a girl in like the eighth grade. Not my first kiss. That didn't come until senior year of high school. My first hug of any sort from not my mom or a teacher or an adult from someone my age was in I think eighth grade. So just additional context here, people. So now we're getting back to high school. I got lady troubles. Not sure what the instance was or how it started or how it ended. But more than a few people referred to me as Lady Troubles, or called me Lady Troubles. Sometimes behind my back, to my face, whatever it was that happened. I mean, it wasn't entirely wrong. It wasn't, like, factually incorrect. Uh, I failed miserably at flirting, asking girls to dances, telling them how I really felt. And I was just not comfortable with women at all. Uh, for instance, one of the dances the girl I was going, planning on asking, somehow found out that I was going to ask her from a rumor that was going around that I was going to ask her. Therefore, it wasn't a rumor, it was true. So then she messaged me or texted me or something asking if I was going to ask her. And I was like, oh shit, well, I was. And then she's like, yeah, it's fine, we can go together. But like, I wasn't too thrilled about it. So I'd even have to like make up a cool way or a special way um, to like, ask her to the dance. She's just like, "Yeah, let's go." It's fine. Like it all went fine. She's great. She's a lovely uh, person. Um, but we weren't a good fit together. Uh, and I and to be fair, that was my first ever date, and I didn't know how to interact. First time wearing a tux. Uh, I didn't know any of that shit, so it's kind of weird. Um, senior year of high school, full send, finally got my first kiss and girlfriend all of senior year of high school. Uh, lady Trouble's conquered, right? Well, not entirely. Quick message from one of my sponsors, Anchor. Anchor is the platform I use to host my podcast on. It is so free and so easy to use. As a chronic overthinker and over-researcher, I usually over-analyze everything before making a decision. Anchor was a clear choice for me and helped my podcast get off the ground quickly. It'll distribute your podcast for you so your audience can listen on their favorite platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You do not need fancy equipment or software. You can literally record and edit podcasts within the app on your phone or computer. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required. If you've been wanting to start your own podcast, I highly encourage you to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So freshman year of college, I was still in a relationship from senior year of uh, high school, same one. It worked out for the first year and then it, didn't, it ended. First time being broken up with, or did I break up with her? A little bit of both. Heartbroken, sadness. I drink a lot, underage drinking. Oh, uh, but I drink a lot, a lot, etc. I'm still not super confident or cocky with women, since that was an almost two year relationship that I lucked into, since she was out of my league. So I'm still not like I'm not good and comfortable around women. But during freshman year of college, because I had a girlfriend, girls were more friendly and kind with me because they knew. That a girlfriend and had met her because she'd visited before, and like, oh, Matt's a good guy. Now I can be friendly with him and be friends with him and hang out with him. And it wasn't weird or hard. Like, it was easy. I had plenty of friend girls, like, so many. Um, So, nothing really happened. Um, I had a couple flings nothing serious for another year or two um and then got another girlfriend uh, a couple of years later uh who's my neighbor and coworker at the time uh it didn't last too long it was just a few months insert repeat heartbroken sadness etc drink a lot etc is bad but this time oh boy this time i discovered the wonderful world of dating apps this was a total game changer in a good and bad way. I didn't have to approach them at the bar or try to grab them and dance with them at a club or buy them drinks and I could find a date from my toilet while I'm shitting. I'm, I'm in. I'm done. I'm down. Over time, I learned what pictures and bios and other shit worked the best. Like, I was essentially freaking A-B testing my creative and copy and my conversion rates with opening different lines. Like, when I would Match, I had, like, tr- different openers. Jokes or just haze or uh, certain puns or something name-related, like a pun, like I said, or something with in their bio. Or, like, I was testing all this stuff. So, like, from early... From early time in my life, I was like, "Ah, oh, I guess now it makes sense why I'm good at uh, my job of being a digital advertiser." So anyway, at this time with dating apps, I'm super into trying to find the next one and girlfriend and wifey material right away. Like, I'm like so oblivious, and I've I've only had a couple hookups. If you could even consider them that, uh, I think so. Yeah, at this point so like i didn't know that a lot of people on dating apps especially at that age around 21 22 and being in college people just wanted to bang or they weren't looking for something serious and nothing committed so i adapted i go on so many dates i lose track Some things a little more serious than others but another year or two of off and on casual stuff then I find my next girlfriend on Tinder of all places. Started off casual and then evolved and then was again over in a couple months. Uh, this was uh, a couple months after graduation. So back in 2017. Uh, and I was over women at the time because this is the second time out of three relationships. So a high percentage, two out of three. I can't be with anyone right now. I just need to be single. It's not you. It's me. And then they got back with their ex within a week. So, again, I'm over women. I can't comprehend what's going on. It's bullshit. Heartbreak. Sadness. Despair. Drinking. Dates. So, I'm, like, feeling bad at myself. And I'm just like, man, maybe this relationship thing's not for me. Uh, I've been a hopeless romantic my life, my whole life. Like... Writing poems and shit and doing cutesy shit. Um, I was into all that. I love rom-coms and, you know. But my helpless romantic is dwindling and if not gone at this point. The big lesson and takeaway here that I know now is uh, my insecurity of not being complete and happy with myself and having like self-esteem and self-confidence. I was trying to find happiness and make others make me happy and feel complete and feel satisfied and feel fulfilled. But that's no good. You should not rely on someone to complete you or make you happy. If you cannot be happy on your own, you're probably in for a bad time. I never took the time to soul search and dig deep and realize and change things about myself I didn't like. I just chalked it up to not the right one. I'm fine. I'm great. Blah, blah, blah. Let's go on. So this time, I continued to go after women uh, at quite an absurd rate. And again, I'm not trying to brag. This was legit a problem. And you could say, young guy out of college, sure, go have your fun and whatever. But goddamn, I was... uh, I was basically an attention whore. I was seeking validation since I had no self-esteem and self-confidence. And women would sometimes, because I uh, didn't work a lot of the times, sometimes they'd give me that. Out of all the online dating, I probably had, and this is across several different dating apps, I was on all of them. And because there's a problem, remember? Tens of thousands of swipes, thousands of matches, hundreds of conversations. Hundreds of like dates, like people, not just dates, not number of dates, like over the over the years, hundreds, and then some amount of success based on that. And success is whatever you want to define it as: a good date, a short fling, a friends with benefits, a fake relationship that ended, whatever. This is incredibly taxing, both emotionally and physically. During this time, I am going on one, two, three. I think one time, quite literally, two dates in one night, four, five in a week. Um, It was all I was doing outside of work. I wasn't taking care of my apartment. I couldn't work out with my herniated disc and my bulging disc. Um, Sleep was awful because I was... All the dates, of course, involve alcohol. Um, tons of money is being used. Uh, eating out and drinking out. Uh, it was awful. It was like quite literally an addiction. Um, deep down, I was trying to make it as a fuck you to the people in high school. Um, about the Lady Troubles thing. I'm like, ha, I showed them I got with all these women. Uh, but they literally don't know that this is happening. They don't care or they don't even remember the Lady Troubles thing. So, uh, (laughs) so it was really bad. It was all bad. So I start and stop and slow down eventually and realize, holy shit, I need to make a change. Work sucks. I can't take care of myself for the apartment. My depression and anxiety is even worse than normal. Um, Like I said, my back problems were still very prevalent. I was unhealthy in Iraq. Um, This is like 2019. This is literally um, August. So like six months ago. Um, The day before I decided to put in Decided to move back home and put in my notice at work. I matched with Bridget, my current girlfriend, but that's a story for another episode. Some morals of the story and some uh, some ending thoughts here is to uh, focus on yourself and don't lie or bullshit yourself either. Like my one thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna one that one thing myself, Matt. Nah. If you could talk to everyone in the world, no matter what the circumstance, language barrier is not a problem. What do you tell them and why? Matt, I'm saying to myself, that one thing is accountability is the most successful way to happiness. I didn't say simplest. I didn't say fastest. But it is the most successful way to becoming fulfilled and happy. If you wanna do a new hobby, do it for you. If you want to make a change, do it for yourself. If you want to go on a trip that you've been wanting to go on or buy something you've wanting to been, uh, been waiting on buying, fucking buy it if you can afford it. But do it for you. Don't do it for fucking Instagram. That whole tidbit's going to be another episode as well, so I'll cut that short there. If you hold yourself honest and disciplined, you will progress. I'm not saying never mess up, that's literally impossible. Mistakes happen all the time. But if you keep making the mistakes over and over, then that's on you, you're not learning. And your process and your system and your environment isn't correct for you to succeed and make forward progress. There's steps forward, there's steps backward. But over time and patience and being freaking patient, and I'm not saying do something for five days, Instead of three days and you'll be good. Like weeks and months and even years. And I'm not magically better. I'm not. And I'm not this amazing, well-rounded, perfect person. But if you could, if I could just like expose my brain and my feelings and how I've changed in the last six months since moving home. It's complete 180. I'm uh, just so much happier and healthier and better off than I was um, six months ago. So this is very, and this all started with accountability and um, making changes for myself and focusing on me and my health. So I'm just very adamant about this point and trying to drive it home. Be disciplined, be patient, be honest with yourself. Shit will work out and... You will get better. The situation will get better. Um, And this goes for anything. Not obviously just with lady troubles. This goes with any adversity or challenge. There's a lot of horrible crap out there. And much horrible, unspeakable things have happened to many people that I have not experienced. But for most people I've interacted with and know in my life, those that keep reading the last chapter of their book and they keep reliving it, and they keep looking back and taking spark notes, they're too busy wallowing and too busy reading the old chapter to start the new chapter and focus on the content in that chapter of their book. And so chapter three, that last chapter keeps getting longer and longer. And the reader stuck in it and the writer stuck in it there's some they're themselves are stuck in it. Close that chapter, take away what you need to take away, learn what you did wrong, learn what you did right and move on. And there's no time a specific time frame for this. For some people they get over things quickly. sometimes they need a lot of trial, Failures and trials and tribulations and starts and stops. And finally, that 8th or 12th or 67th time, they finally get it. But I promise you, shit will work out and we'll get better. If you don't already, you can follow me on Instagram, at MattLadyDigital. On Twitter, at MattLadyDigital. And connect with me on LinkedIn. Across these social media channels I post about marketing advertising career stuff Um, a lot of pictures and stories about my 12 year old cat Bruce sometimes about Bridget sometimes about basketball sometimes about mental health and my life experience and such and obviously podcast episodes because that's probably how you found this episode it's through a social media post before I head out for this episode, if there's anything I can ever do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm always open to help or listen tr- or try to connect people with another person because I I know a lot of people. I'm not trying to brag or bougie or whatever. I just I've I've was lived in the Bay Area, lived in Sac, um, friendly enough person. I know people. Um. Or I can provide info and advice regarding mental health, relationships, hardships, career, or whatever. I'm not a licensed professional. I'm not instead of going to therapy or instead of a doctor or instead of a trusted loved one and friend. But if you don't have someone or don't feel like you can talk to someone about anything, please, I'm here. DM me, email me, text me, whatever it is. I'm here for you. That's all for this one. Thanks so much for listening, and I will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relatively Vulnerable Podcast. If you haven't already, I'd love and appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out a lot in terms of growing the listenership. If you want to take it a step further, you can throw a few bucks towards the podcast and donate at anchor.fm slash relativelyvulnerable and click this support button. I always love hearing your feedback and support, so if you post or share about the podcast, please tag me, at Matt Lady Digital on Twitter or Instagram. Thanks, and have an awesome day.